and welcome to Afternoonified, the podcast that's not brought to you by Audible.com. I'm Ryan. I'm Emily. What do you call a guy with no arms and no legs laying in the middle of the street? A cab. Oh, no. <laughs> What's up? How we doing? Hey, everybody. I'm not going to open that fizzy water because it's... I can make the sound effect anyway. Like a soft fart. <laughs> fizzy water. Like a the soft kind, fart. No, it's the kind of fart you want. A fizzy one? It's very, like, dry. Wait, I mean, if it's too... I, the, I almost said I like. The really, like, airy ones where... It's just kind of... Where you can, like, yeah, you can feel yourself deflate. That kind. Oh, those are good. Yeah. I don't know. The ones that, like kind of growl, you know? Those are my favorite. They're like the rolling like, ones. No, no, roller coasters. Those are not fun. <laughs> but the ones that start low and end high, you know, like the ones that are like <laughs> those. Although that sounded like a rolling one. Alright, speaking of rolling, that's what we're doing. Let's get on that's, with that. Um... <laughs> wow, that had nothing to do with this episode. Um but it might give you a Mental problem, which is what we're talking that about. That was a today. horrible that segue. That was a really bad segue. Um, before we get into it, hello, Ooh. murderinos. Oh yeah, you guys are all gonna be our fans now. We'll do our best. No, I we're not gonna measure up, but self confidence. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, obscure mental illnesses. Yes. We're going to talk about some real fun ones today, and towards the end of the episode, we will reveal which one Emily has. I don't even know. <laughs> I mean... I, I diagnosed her, so... That seems legit. Mm-hmm. All right, so should we just jump right in? Yes. All right, so this one, the first one we're going to talk about is one that I'm pretty sure everyone's heard of, um, Stockholm Syndrome. So as a lot of you probably know... Stockholm Syndrome is when kidnapping victims get too attached to their kidnappers. Um, it can also happen in domestic violence situations, child abuse, and rape cases is as well. Is there any reason it's Stockholm Syndrome and not, like, Copenhagen Syndrome? I could have picked any other city. <laughs> um, it was named for a, um, a specific instance of Stockholm Syndrome where people actually started to, like, really study it. It was a really intense case where two girls in... Surprise, Stockholm. surprise. Stockholm, Sweden. Um, Sweden. 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 Stockholm, Sweden. Um, of were Abba. kidnapped and kept hostage for like 30 years. And at the end of it, they like were protecting their captors and like trying to okay. help them. So, I mean, how, how do you get this? So there are um, specific, I guess, um, criteria that must be met. So, uh... Hold on one second. Okay. Too long. Mm. Anyways. Um, Are we good? So, specific criteria for Stockholm Syndrome. Okay, so there's several factors that cause it. Um, you have to be held captive for several days or longer, which several days still doesn't feel long enough. But I guess, I don't know. But that in, um, I guess, conjunction with um, having continuous contact between captor and captive, so they're always interacting. It's not like a food-through-the-door situation, okay. you know? Okay. Um, captives are often held in the same room as the captors. So, 
like if bank robberies went on for several days, a lot of the people would so actually hostage situation. Yeah, yeah. So it's when they're kind of sharing a space, um, and then when uh, captors are very aggressive, um, you don't see Stockholm syndrome as much. So I would like to just take a moment to say that Beauty and the Beast is not a tale of Stockholm syndrome in the slightest. No, no, it's really not. So eat a dick, everybody. <laughs> eat a dick. Um. So just to kind of go over some of the symptoms for people that aren't super familiar with it. Um, They can include negative feelings about authority, police, or rescuers. Um, Positive feelings towards the captor, obviously. Um, Sometimes the captors will develop positive feelings toward the captive, like reverse Stockholm Syndrome, and that's called Lima Syndrome, where the captors become attached and sentimental about their... Like Peru or the bean? Both. I guess it's... The bean is named after... Yeah. Technically both. Um, I guess it's lima bean, but whatever. Yeah, lima, lima. Lima bean. Lima. All right. Um, It is basically the reason it happens is it's an unconscious, um, like, act of self-preservation. So by falling for your captor in a way. Protect yourself from. The captor being mean to you, you kind of, it's like a, hey, you like me, right? You know, like, you protect them, they'll protect you kind of a situation. And it's subconscious. Like, it's not something that you're aware of. It just happens. Yeah. Um, The symptoms do not end when the trauma ends. So often sufferers will miss their captors even after they are rescued and everything has been resolved. So it takes a big recovery process after you've left the situation, not just for, like, PTSD and trauma, but to, like, let go of the captor that you had been... Yeah. Enjoying, I guess. You also see this in slave master relationships and in members of cults. Oh, yeah. uh, No, well, cults, obviously. Um, We've talked about that a lot, but um, I feel like this is the second time I've referenced Django Unchained. Mm -hmm. But uh, Samuel L. Jackson's character loved Leo DiCaprio. Mm -hmm. I mean, who doesn't? Yeah, slave master situation. Like, he he was still a slave. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's actually a really good example. Well, you know, Tarantino mm. steals from the best of them. <laughs> um, as far as frequency, in a study of 1,200 FBI hostage situations, 92% of them did not have Stockholm Syndrome, so only about 8% so it's super, develop it. it's super rare. Yeah, although if you meet those criteria, you're more likely to get it, and mm-hmm. it just, you know, it depends on how you're treated, how you react, um, but, like, yeah. what kind of person you are. Yeah, different people react different ways, obviously. So that's Stockholm Syndrome. A little brief, but there you go. There it is. Well, I mean, I think a lot of people throw that term around without actually knowing what it means. Yeah, so it's good to get it out of the way. Like, yeah, yeah. Right off the bat. Um, what's next? Next is another one that's actually sort of sadly common. Um, not common, but... Like, heard a lot? It's it's heard of. It's not super rare, like, only eight people in the world have it. It's, it's, it's fairly common, and it's really sad, so uh, get your tissues out, folks. It's called Diogenes Syndrome, also known as Senile Squalor Syndrome. So, mm. just from the name, you can tell it means mm. old and dirty. Ugh. Yeah. Like your mom. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. High five. <laughs> I'll edit that out, don't worry. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. How do we go from laughing back to lonely old folk? I don't know. I really don't have a segue for that one. Hold on just one second. I'm sitting weird in the bathtub again. <laughs> oh, this is not going to resolve itself. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> You're sideways. You can scoot side to side. You stay sideways. 
Oh god, my legs are st- my leg. My leg. Okay. All right. I'm further away from the mic now, but I can feel my legs again. It's right. I'm doing most of the talking today. Uh. All right. So senile squalor. Are we recording right now? Yes. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Um, so symptoms include extreme self-neglect, so a lot of old people that have this won't bathe, won't brush their teeth, they just don't take care of they themselves, just give won't, up. won't eat, yeah. Um, domestic squalor, so a really messy, dirty home, social withdrawal, apathy, hoarding of garbage or animals, which, um, the hoarding of animals is called syllogomania? It's like when shelters have to seize, like, 42 cats from... Yeah, one lady. Um, Oh, shit, this is crazy cat lady syndrome. Basically, yeah. Crazy cat lady or crazy... It causes hoarding. Hoarding is one of the main symptoms, I guess. Is this... I mean, it sounds like an offshoot of depression, to be honest. It is. Um, Possessiveness, lack of shame, catatonia are also... The reason it's called senile squalor is because it's only seen in people who are actually, like, having... Mental illnesses related to aging. Okay. Like, you'll see it, like, in Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's dementia, yeah. just in general, people who are senile. Um, people think that frontal lobe impairment seems to be at play, um, and your frontal lobe um, is kind of where you make decisions. And mm-hmm. so if it's damaged, you have a hard time deciding to throw things out, and so your kind of natural reaction is to keep everything. Okay. So it causes hoarding, uh, especially garbage, like hoarding trash. Just trash? Trash. Straight um, up trash. I read an article a while ago and this old old lady mm-hmm. um, who was a hoarder her I believe it was her sister her body had been laying under the table in that house for over a year oh yeah that sounds like some hardcore Diogenes yeah. syndrome I think it's pronounced Diogenes that's what I would guess it's, I think it's a Greek word oh yeah no that Diogenes. looks right okay um, it's caused by a reaction to stress late in life, um, related to dementia, Alzheimer's. Um, m- many of the patients that suffer from it come from poverty or poor conditioned homes from their childhood. So they, they just had, revert back to it? Kinda, yeah, in like a more extreme way. So it's more common in people who were, had less money growing up. But I also think that that's kind of a double-edged sword in that people who had less money growing up, their kids are... I guess, less likely to have a lot of money, which means that they're probably not getting the elderly care they need. Yeah. So I think that there's more at play it's, there than it's just... It's just that, like, cycle of poverty. Like, it is. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's because you're poor or you're crazy. It's not... I don't, not yeah, even it's that, not like no. That. Um, many of them are actually smart people with high IQs, though. So I guess when smart people start to lose their frontal lobe, they just hoard. Yeah, I mean, smart people are already kind of right on the edge anyways, because there's a lot going on up there. Yeah, exactly. So take those weird, like, thoughts and get rid of your ability to make decisions in life, and weird stuff will happen. So I'm going to be the worst old lady. Yeah. So crazy cat lady syndrome, senile squalor, diogenes. It's good stuff. I don't, I don't know. It's, we're very fast and loose with the word good. Yeah. That's some bad stuff. That's some shitty stuff. If you have an older person in your family and that sounds like them go give them some goddamn attention go hang out with them get them out of the house like if this is even looking like beginning signs of something you see in your family like no one else is going to notice it but you it's up to you so yeah Yeah. so if you're listening and you have an old granny who all of a sudden has a lot more stuff than she used to and smells a lot take her out for ice cream 
<clears throat> that solves everything. <laughs> oh, there's oh. a reason everyone screams for it. Ice cream. Yes, yes. <laughs> I wasn't even going to validate it with a laugh because it was that bad. That's just rude. <laughs> You're rude for making it. The joke, not ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> I did make banana ice cream this week. What? I did that thing where you freeze the, the whole banana and then you put it in the food processor and then, Ooh. like, if you process it long enough, it turns into, like, banana ice cream. Ooh, that sounds really good. It is. And it's just fruit. It's awesome. All right, so now we're going to get into the ones that are more fun. I mean, not fun to have, but... Fun to talk about? Fun to talk about. A little easier to make fun of because they aren't... Because they're so wild. Okay. Yeah. Not that we're making fun of victims of these things, but, like, I don't have an excuse for what I'm going to say. Yeah. 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 We're bad people, but we knew that about 20 episodes ago, so... I'm not going to make fun of old people who can't clean their house. No, that's just sad, and it's, like, Men- almost, mental it's borderline abusive. Is, mental illness is no joke. No, it's not. Um, until but now let's, now let's joke about this one. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's not a joke until we make it one. Yep, and we're making it one. Um, so next is called a cotard delusion. Go ahead and giggle about the word cotard, because you did it earlier when I was telling you about it. Yeah, I got it out of the way earlier so I wouldn't laugh about it <laughs> when we were recording. All right, so this delusion um, is one in where the sufferer believes that they are dead. Um, they mentioned it on an episode of Scrubs. There was a, a character who had it, and he kept bugging JD about being a ghost. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So we're not the first people to make fun of it. Um, I assume it doesn't happen very often. No, it's pre- it's very rare, actually. Um, so some people who suffer from it believe that they are actually putrefying, like, zombie-esque. Like, they believe their body's rotting off of their own bones. Um, and other people will believe that they have actually already lost their blood and internal organs. Like, they think they're empty. So they're going a little Richard Chase vampire of Sacramento with it. We talked about him in the Pika episode. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. The guy who thought his blood was turning into powder? Yeah, yeah. He probably was having some version of a code. Well, I mean, delusion. he was, um, schizophrenic, but... Well, this is related to schizophrenia. Oh, yeah. So... Um, yeah. So, um... This is kind of a paradox. Um, so in big a word. study, That's a big word. It's good. Yeah, I actually used the word paradoxically, so I made it even oh, better. Oh shit! Mm-hmm. But uh, denial of self-existence occurs in sixty-nine percent of cases. Go ahead, giggle about sixty-nine. You know what? I know no one you would have laughed unless you would have you know, <laughs> brought this on yourself. Um, so sixty-nine percent of sufferers. Um, deny that they even exist. So kind of like the ghost thing, like they think that they're already like yeah. gone. Um, but 55% say that they are immortal. Wait a minute. So. Is that 55% of the 65%? No, or? 55% of all of them. So that means that there is... But 65%... If this was a Venn diagram, there's a section in the middle where they believe they that both? they don't exist and they're immortal. Okay. Yeah. But I, I mean... Because, like, yeah, there, there was, what, like a 10% overage? Yeah, there's, there's, there's a bit of an overlap there. 110% of people yes. affected by this disease. <laughs> well, that's why they overlap. Um, so mild cases are characterized by despair, mild self-loathing, delusions, negation, and depression. So they'll tend to say, like, I don't exist, my blood is gone, like, everything's just kind of a negative Just no-no. minor things. Yeah, that's minor. So you guys don't want major Kotar delusions, because <laughs> those are not fun. Um, 
Some will deny that they have certain body parts or deny their need to eat. It's basically a delusion of negation. That's what they call it. Like thinking that you're like undead? Yeah, you're like, I don't need to eat. I don't have a heart. I don't have a brain. Like, they will actually believe that they don't, that they're missing certain body parts. I wonder how much this accounts for, like, historical, like, reports of vampires and whatnot. Like, people who claim that they're vampires, like, they might actually believe it. Instead of being, like, accused of being a vampire. It's possible. I feel like once you cross over into, like, drinking blood and that kind of stuff, you've kind of crossed into a whole new mental illness at that point. Well, yeah, I mean, like, just the people who are... Like, there was, um, Mm. there was a case not too long ago where this guy thought that he... Like, he started a vampire cult, mm-hmm. basically, and, like, he convinced his, like, it's really fucked up. I mm-hmm. can't remember this guy's name. I'll tweet it later. But, like, he was convinced he was a vampire. I don't think there was any blood drinking, but it was just that, yeah. like, I'm immortal, kind of. That could also just be kind of a, like, a really dark, self-fulfilling prophecy type thing, like, where you want to be a vampire because you're really into the whole vampire thing. Yeah. a lot yeah. of people are, to the point that you actually delude yourself into believing it. Okay. But could be. I think Kotar delusions would work for a lot of that, too. Um, However, Kotar delusions are not listed in the DSM. Oh, the DSM. Yeah, that's a whole nother can of worms I don't even want to open right now. L. Ron Hubbard, you piece of shit. Oh, fucking L. Ron Hubbard. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a lot of things to say about him. Yeah. Um, Maybe we should do an episode on L. Ron Hubbard. And Scientology at large. Um... We really should do a second. Yeah, no, I know, I know. I just, the last podcast just did a three-part series where they got so into it and I was just mad the entire time. <sighs> yeah, he's he's frustrating. Diagenics, uh, my ass. Yeah, so Kotar delusions are not listed in it, so L. Ron Hubbard never got his hands on that. I'm sorry. <laughs> just keep your, L. Ron Hubbard, you keep your hands off my Kotards. <laughs> it's, it's not funny because of... The, the the T word, it's funny because it sounds like Kotex. Like, oh, God, that's where you're going with yes! it? <laughs> I wonder you're on blood right now. <laughs> of course, that's what you're fixating on. Keep hearing me say Kotex. <laughs> All right, so it starts. Laugh. So early warning signs of Kotards are um, depression and hypochondria. So if you're a hypochondriac who's also depressed... You best be getting some self-care before you start actually believing you're dead. But, like, the appropriate amount of care. Yeah. Because you're also a hypochondriac, so. Yeah, yeah. The care you actually need, not the care you want. We'll get into more of that later. It's like that, what, Rolling Stones song? You can't always get the preventative care that you, you want, want, but you get the preventative care, care that, that you need. need. <laughs> Perfect. A good song. Yeah. Um, it's likely related to schizophrenia, but it's not the same thing. Many sufferers have never hallucinated. A delusion and a hallucination are different. Is it like that pica thing where, like, sometimes it's on its own and sometimes it's a symptom of something bigger? Yeah. Um, so cotard can be a symptom of schizophrenia. However, when it exists on its own, it's not schizophrenia. Okay. So. (laughs) I'm thirsty. Thirsty. (laughs) Yeah, you are. Not anymore, thank you. <laughs> it's also related to another type of dilution called a capgrass or capgrass? Capgrass. Capgrass. 
A Capgris delusion. Sounds like a monster from Harry Potter. It does. But a Capgris delusion is the belief that the people around you have been replaced by imposters. The Matrix. Kind of like the Matrix, yeah. Um, or that the people around you are also dead. So that everyone's just dead? Yeah. Or maybe even just specific people. But it's all kind of related, but they treat them as two different So, like, you can, ones. like, be convinced that, like, your husband is a ghost? Yeah, like that he's dead, but he's still haunting you. <laughs> or you can be convinced that, uh, that, like, someone took your mom and put a mom... Do you remember in there? Brother Bear when... <sighs> Sorry, this, it will, I'll come back, it'll make sense, we're gonna go full circle with this, but they were telling stories at the, the river where they were at, and that old lady bear was like, I can still hear his voice sometimes, and then, like, you hear her husband from off screen, quit telling people I'm dead! <laughs> yeah! Yeah, there we go, we have a, a Disney example of a cat delusion. That was a good meme, that was, that was good. It, it made its rounds on Tumblr for a while. <laughs> Um, these delusions are most likely coming from the area of the brain called the fusiform face area, which is, like, the bottom of the cortex. So, like, if you were to, like, go right into your eyebrow, like, straight back, that, like, bottom plane My of good your, eyebrow your or my weird eyebrow? Both. Mm. Double eyebrows. <laughs> um, next, we're gonna talk about reduplicative paramnesia. <laughs> sounded angry about having to say it. It's a big word. The other ones have more fun names. This one doesn't have, like, a fun, you know, co-name. All the other ones have, like, also known as. This is just... It's just... That's what it this is. This is just for duplicative paramnesia. Like, not enough people have it that they needed to come up with something easier? Apparently not. So this is the delusional belief that a place has been duplicated, exists in two places at once, or it has been relocated. Uh, continue. Um, it is often associated with brain injuries to the right cerebral hemisphere and both frontal lobes. So a lot of your ability to self-locate, um, like your internal compass, so to speak, um, is located in those areas. And so if you damage it, you have kind of a skewed sense of where you are. And so you get this sort of delusion that like... That the place that you are is in a different place according yeah. to, like, your mental map. Yeah. And sometimes it's mild, like, um, the belief that, like, someone has moved your wall, like, six inches further in or something. Like, some people be like, you made this room smaller. So, like, your brain is gaslighting you. Basically. Yeah. It's essentially that. Um, not the same thing, but it's kind of like when you, you go into, like, a Target and they're all standardly set up, so, like, you get used to going into a Target, and then you go into a new Target, and it looks exactly the same. But it's not but it's the not. same. Because mm -hmm. I worked at Target for, like, a month and a half. Uh-huh. And then, because I went to that Target every single day. Yeah. And then I went home for a little while, and I went to the Target at home, and, like, it was oriented the same, but, like, it was weird because it was... It was not the same. Yeah, and it was, like, turned 90 degrees to the, the yeah. left. Yeah, so it's, like, no, imagine... That same weird feeling you get when you walk into the Target by your house, but you're actually walking into the same Target. That same feeling, yeah, where but it's it hasn't just, actually changed. It's the same, but something is it, off. It doesn't feel right. Yeah. You feel like you're in the wrong place. Yeah. Or like um, someone moved you, or like you're kind of doing like a Truman Show type thing. Like as if they've like, you know, kind of two places at once. Oh, okay. Like as if like you exist somewhere else and someone duplicated everything. Okay. But it's not actually your home. Like, so kind of like that you're not actually my mom. Like this you, ain't actually my home. Like you got put into like a simulation of your... Your own life. Okay. Yeah. Next, we're going to talk about Munchausen syndrome, which I think people have probably heard of. 
Um, there's kind of two forms of it. There's Munchausen syndrome, which is um, where a person will fake an illness or injury to get attention from medical personnel repeatedly and deliberately. I feel like that has come more into prevalence since social media started up. Yeah, people will kind of want to show off that they're sick. Yes, for the get, attention. And get famous for, you know, being yes. sick. Yeah. Yes. Um, there's also another version of it called Munchausen by proxy, which is when, um, you'll see it sometimes in mothers, uh, mothers who aren't getting enough attention, apparently. Um, I actually have a story about this as soon as I... Is it the one with the mom and the poop in the arm? What the fuck? Okay, so that's the one I heard. No, I, you tell yours first, okay. and then we'll get to mine. All right, so Munchausen by proxy is where you'll see it in mothers, but they will pretend that their babies are sick or that they're, like... Or it can be, like, your your brother or sister is sick, or your, like, senile grandmother is sick, but you'll pretend someone else is sick, um, like, kind of to get medical attention mm-hmm. to them, but more just so you can be there, I guess. Um, poop, arm, baby, right? Um, so there was a case of a mother, and she had been injecting fecal matter into her newborn baby's arm to make her baby sick to get attention for her baby. That's well. It wasn't that in like a scene in the Sixth Sense where that girl's mom was like feeding her poison so she would be sick and then the little girl died. Like yeah, that's that would be a case of Munchausen. I haven't seen the Sixth Sense Sense in a long time, but I seem to remember that. Um, no, the case I'm thinking of is um, Dee Dee and Gypsy Rose Blanchard. Blanchard. Mm, I don't know that one. Um, so long story short, this mom had a disabled daughter. And, like, the whole community rallied around her. And, like, she had apparently been sick for a long time. Like, no teeth, like, hair gone, wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, the mom, Dee Dee, showed up dead. And, like, there were weird posts on her Facebook. And they found out that the daughter, who wasn't sick at all, like, her mom was making her fake all of this stuff. Like, she had her teeth pulled. She had her head shaved. Like, just fucked this girl up. Oh, my God. Um, to get the attention and, and money and stuff. And, um... The, the daughter and her boyfriend had killed her mom so she can get away from it. And, like, um, Gypsy Rose, the, the daughter, ended up, like, going to prison. But I think it's only for, like, ten years because, yeah. like, how can you... Yeah, because she, you know, kind of was justified in it. Yeah. Um, huh. Yeah, that was... Here I have a, a picture of Gypsy Rose so you can see, like, what her mom did to her. Um, yeah, just teeth pulled, like... Oh, gosh. Yeah, and then... I think I can find a picture of her, like, now. Like, in, in prison. Or, yeah, that works. Like, she's just a normal yeah. girl. But her mom, yeah, her mom had fucking teeth pulled. Oh. Poor girl. Yeah. Um. So that was fecal um, matter. In the arm, like, really? That's what she came up with? Yeah. Um. Actually, I don't know what it is about fecal matter in the arm, but you actually see it a lot in prisons. Like, when people are, like, going, when they go to prison and they're crazy, you'll see it a lot. The people will cut their arm open and kind of put fecal matter. Or dirt. Dirt in their arm. Well, dirt makes more sense than poo. Well, sometimes it's hard to get your hands on dirt because they don't always let you go outside. So some poop is in... I mean, I need to look into this because yeah, I'm I don't know very why, interested. why that specific Why poo? Thing. Yeah, why poo? Why do you always want to put stuff in your arms? It's weird, but it's a thing. Um... So it's associated with severe emotional difficulties that sometimes stem from childhood trauma. Like, like not getting enough attention? Yeah, or like, um, 
like not getting help after like molestation cases. Yeah, um, not getting attention from you know after a molestation case or something. Um, it's kind of a reaction to it, in a way. Um, it is an actual mental disorder. It's something that you can actually go through therapy and get better. But it's a really really bad diagnosis to get because if you ever get a diagnosis of Munchausen's you are very, very, very unlikely to ever be taken serious by a doctor ever. So if you ever do get cancer, they're probably not going to accept you for really? treatment. Yeah, you can actually get, like, banned from hospitals and stuff for being Munchausen's. I mean, if it's a serious diagnosis like that, they should at least do testing. Yeah, but if you're constantly getting tested and you've been tested for, like, every disease you can think of, eventually... It's kind of like the boy who cried wolf type situation. Okay. Hospitals need to protect their money. They need to protect themselves by doing all of these dangerous tests when you're not actually sick. Yeah, that's true. It's it's a big liability. So a lot of people who get Munchausen's actually, it's a really, you don't want that diagnosis. Well, no. You definitely don't. And then by proxy, like. That's even worse. That just means you're kind of a shitty person. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so here are the warning signs. Because people won't come out and be like, hey, by the way, I have Munchausen. So this is what doctors look for. Uh-huh. Um, dramatic and erratic medical history. Predictable relapses even after the problem has been solved or cured. Extensive knowledge of hospitals, medical terminology, textbook descriptions of illnesses, and the way that, you like... mean, like, they've looked stuff up to decide yeah. what they want? Yeah. And, uh, like, really... They really understand, like, hospital procedure. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you need to take this to, like, the dean of medicine or to here or to this person yeah. and this yeah. person to sign off. Like, they'll understand how all that works. Um, presence of multiple surgery scars. Appearance of new or additional symptoms after they've gotten a negative result on something. So they'll make it worse and then come back. Okay. Until you prove, until you get a positive, but you never will because they're not actually sick. Yeah, yeah. Um, symptoms only occur when the patient is observed or in public. Um, eagerness to get tests or operations done, history of seeking advice at numerous medical facilities, reluctance to let doctors talk to family or friends. So if they're like, no, only talk to me, that's kind of a big warning sign. Um, and then problems with identity and self-esteem. It is more common in um, men than it is in women, and it's more common in young adults than it is in any other really, age in men. I yeah, think. young adult men. I don't want to sound like an asshole, but I figured it would be with young adult women. I would too, wanting the attention, but apparently, I guess young adult men, in a way it kind of makes sense because young adult women get a lot of attention, you know, like, oh, you're pretty, oh, you're young. Like, yeah. And so I feel like that's when men kind of like have self-esteem well, and like, identity issues. And like you said that it comes up sometimes if like molestation doesn't get taken care of or that. Like it's And with boys it very rarely does. Yes, because um of that whole concept that like, oh, men can't be Men can't be raped. raped. Yeah. Um and like it's very, very difficult for women to come forward with that kind of stuff, but it is mm-hmm. harder for men just because of that like whole toxic masculinity thing. Yeah, definitely. And so I guess, you know, you kind of you let that build in your head for so long, eventually you kind of end up with this reaction that's like... You need to find some way to get the attention that you need, but it's in a yeah. different area. Yeah, that and you vote, you know, like, you're always told that doctors are safe to talk to, and, like, hospitals are a safe place, and people will take care of you, and, like, care for you. Yes. So, I guess that kind of explains it. Yeah, that makes sense. So, Munchausen's not fun stuff. Um, it's fun to say, though. The next one um, is actually somewhat common, and it goes kind of back to that sleep paralysis episode we did. Ooh. Um, Have you actually watched The Twilight Zone? Of course. Okay. 
I just wanted to be sure you weren't like a fake Twilight Zone. I am a, <laughs> I am a real Twilight Zoner. Twilight Zone gatekeeper. <laughs> Twilight Zone, hey uh, Unrelated, but have you watched any of the new Mystery Science Theater 3000? Nope, I never watched the old ones either. It's good shit. It's good yeah. shit. I've been meaning to start it. But... Um, I like the new one Patton Oswalt is in it. Mm-hmm. I noticed. <laughs> He's so cute. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Alright, this next one is called Exploding Head Syndrome. Ooh. Which is the funnest name. Um, so what exploding head syndrome is, is when there are loud imagined noises, like a bomb going off or a gunshot inside your own head upon falling asleep or waking up. So kind of like in that weird gray area between sleep and wakefulness, your brain will put a really loud like in there and it'll like, so like an internal alarm clock. Yeah. You know that you ever have those dreams where you're walking downstairs and you miss a step and it like wakes you up? I hate those. Yeah. It's like one of those, but odd, but like an auditory one. Yeah. Um, it's a, also considered a sleep disorder and an auditory hallucination. Some sufferers also report visual disturbances, kind of like static, mm-hmm. um, or like, uh, <laughs> I meant to write lightning, but <laughs> I ended up writing light night. <laughs> light night. <laughs> I was tired when I wrote this. Leave me alone. Um, that's actually my, my little pony name. Light night. <laughs> So, um, like, kind of like a lightning flash, or um, they'll feel heat somewhere in their body, um, strange feelings in the torso, electrical tingling that moves from the lower extremities up to the head before the sound occurs, so you kind of, like, feel it coming. Um, like a buildup? Yeah, like, yeah, you'll feel, like, tingles move up your body, and then BAM! Ugh. That sounds like a really, that sounds like a way to describe an orgasm, but I imagine it doesn't feel like one. <laughs> I imagine. Tingles building up your body till it hits your head and bam. I mean that. <laughs> well, um, now we know some stuff about Ryan. <laughs> uh, Mom and dad, if you're listening, I apologize. Um, heightened arousal, which I think is a weird <laughs> reaction to this particular sound. Distress. Confusion, myoclonic jerks, What, fast what the heart. fuck is that? Hold on. Uh, myoclonic jerk is just like an involuntary, like, muscle. Like, <laughs> you know, like, you know. Uh, like when you... Yeah, like, <laughs> you know, one of those. <laughs> Man, I wish you guys could see this. I'm giving your examples of myoclonic jerks. Um, a fast heart rate, sweating, and the sensation that you have to make a conscious effort to start breathing again. So apparently you hold your breath while it happens. So you have, like, that weird gasping, like, <gasps> Maybe. I think it's more of, like, you have, like, you're just kind of like, and then you finally have to kind of, like, tell yourself to, like, <gasps> like, you know. Sorry, I had one of those, like, weird yeah. shivers. <laughs> yeah, you look like a sneezing hamster when you do that. Um, I've never seen a hamster sneeze. It's creepy. Um, just like you! Um, Shut up. (laughs) Alright, the next one's got another really fun name. It has four names, actually. Oh. The most fun one is Alice in Wonderland Syndrome. Oh, yes. The least fun one is Micropsia. Um, also known as Lilliputian Hallucinations or Lilliputsite. Lilliputian. Lilliputian. (laughs) So they are drug-type hallucinations where things are too small or big, too far away or otherwise visually distorted. Like you lose the ability to, like, judge how big you are in a space? Yeah, like, if you've ever gotten your wisdom teeth out, that whole day afterwards when you're still on, like, uh, anesthesia, you're basically... I've still got my chompers. 
Oh, you should get rid of those. They're problems. I don't have insurance. Oh, yeah, you're stuck with your chompers. <laughs> um, Vicodin, like, painkillers will do this a lot, um, but it'll make things look really small and far away. You can't have trouble judging distance between things. Um, so that's why it's a drug-type hallucination, because it, you, it, a lot of people get it when they're on certain medications, but um, some people just have. Sometimes it's just certain parts of people or things that are distorted, usually looking too small. Like tiny so like, hands? Like tiny hands. Kind of hands, like about the size of a KFC spork. Yeah, or like <laughs> a tiny head, kind of like a Beetlejuice, you know, when he's in that lobby in hell. Take a hold of my good hand, child. It's my strong hand. <laughs> sorry. Take my strong hand, child. I'm sorry. It's been a while. <laughs> I just remember very clearly, make way for Fanny. <laughs> It is associated with migraines, brain tumors, psychoactive drug use, and mono, or Epstein-Barr. Mono? Really? Yeah. You get it with mono. Weird. I think it's just because you get really tired and kind of, like, woozy, and so you start getting... Just kind of... Lilliputzite. It's common in childhood, actually, but most people grow out of it in their teens. Um, It's common at the onset of sleep or arising after a long sleep. Because your brain is still kind of foggy. Yeah, it's just basically having trouble, like, figuring out distance and size because you're tired or on drugs. Huh. That's basically what it is. Um, It impacts self um, very commonly, so you think you're the wrong size, or you're shrinking, or growing, or otherwise, like, actively distorting. Like, it feels like you're constantly shrinking without actually getting smaller. Weird. Yeah. Um, it's also common to have a distorted sense of time and spatial perspective, and a distorted sense of velocity. Like, it'll feel like you're zooming when you're walking really slowly or standing still. So, kind of like vertigo. Okay. Like, visual vertigo. Um, I'm still not 100% on what vertigo is. Um, vertigo is uh, when there is a problem or infection or some sort of issue in your inner ear, which is where your balance is, and then it makes you dizzy or lightheaded or will make it seem like you're moving too fast or that you're sideways. or so you're just, just kind of like, like swaying. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes it'll feel like the ground's moving under okay. your feet. I get it when I get really, really, really stressed out. Like, sometimes I'll get vertigo, but it'll feel like... Um, if you've ever been on, like, an elevator that had kind of a jerky stop, it'll feel like that standing on flat ground, like you're in kind of a jerky elevator. Because I know sometimes, like, if I totally zone out, it'll feel like I'm, like, rocking back and forth, but Even I'm if not. You're not. That's kind of like vertigo, yeah. yeah. Um, and this also happens with, um, high fevers. So oh, that makes sense, yeah. You could see that, for sure. So, fun name, but it, all in all, it's really not that, it's like, not that big. impressive. Yeah, it's not that big of a deal. It's such a boring mental illness. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh. Uh, I can't believe you have that. This next one, this next one is not boring. Hmm. This is actually probably the most, like, oh my god. Oh god. Yeah, this is not the one you have. Oh, good, good. I don't think. If it is, you need to talk to somebody. <laughs> I mean. Um, I don't know how to pronounce it, but it has, um, it has another name, but... Apotomenophilia? Apotomenophilia? It's also called, um, body, B-I-I-D, or body something identity disorder. Okay. Body, bodily integrity identity disorder or something like that. Yeah. Um, so it is the overwhelming desire or feeling of need to amputate perfectly healthy body parts. Well, shit. 
In extreme cases, sufferers will actually perform the act upon themselves using at-home tools to self-amputate, especially if they have been previously refused by a doctor. So people will cut off their own arms in their because house. Because they feel like they shouldn't have it anymore? With chainsaw. That's how extreme it feels. You hate it, and it feels so unnatural like, and you wrong. just wake up one morning and you're like, I fucking hate this hand. Basically, yeah. And it gets to the point that it's so extreme that you cut it off with no anesthesia. Jesus. Yeah. This is, a, this is an insane one. It's crazy. How um, common is that? Not very, but there are, like, support websites and stuff for it. it it's... It's not common, but it's not unheard of. Like Hand Haters Anonymous? I don't Something like that. <laughs> or Ha for short. Ha! <laughs> ha ha! <laughs> um, more basically, it's caused by a mismatch between how a person sees themselves and how they actually look. Kind of similar to body, body dysmorphia. dysmorphia. Yeah. Or BDD, body dysmorphic disorder. Either one. But basically, it's actually like a problem in the brain where your brain will provide you with a mental image of who you are there's a section of your brain dedicated to that yeah um but for some reason it won't have a correct image and like it'll exclude your hand or so something it'll be like i had an analogy but i don't have it anymore it would be like having like imagine they this is gonna be a really crazy analogy but imagine someone took my arm off mm-hmm and attached it to your arm and it was right next to your arm and it did all the same stuff your arm did but it, it was just, never in the mine. way it, but it's not yours and you would it's hate like it so much it's like wearing someone else's pants it just is wrong it feels yeah. wrong well, yeah. yeah but imagine like having another arm right next to your arm that's doing all the same motions that your arm does so it's like you have two of them no or three of them no this is just kind of the best way to like imagine how obnoxious it would be okay but it's like like having a hand that's not yours it'll do what you tell it to but it's not yours yeah okay but like imagine how like there's no reason for it to be annoying to have two hands grab something at the same time like if they're both taking like yeah but But you want yours to do it but that extra one you would hate that other hand yeah so kind of like that um The brain will ultimately treat the body part as a foreign object, not providing the person with an accurate map of what they really look like, so the brain rejects the body part um, a lot of times. It's the opposite of a phantom limb. Yeah, basically. Um, But people will actually, like, they'll refuse to use, like, a certain hand or leg. Like, they will, like, make themselves wheelchair-bound because they refuse to walk on a leg that they, even though it works perfectly fine. Weird. They will not walk on it because it's not theirs. Yeah. Um fun fact attraction to amputees is called acro acrotomophilia 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 something like that that is a fun fact yeah but there is an attract there's people who are attracted to amputees and this seems to be kind of a parallel to this community they seem to kind of encourage oh gross that's gross yeah but, uh, people That's like have been being attracted to, to like fat people and, and then convincing them to eat or more. paying them to eat. Mm-hmm. Gross. Which is a thing that and is a really common thing, actually. I mean, be fat, but do it on your own terms. Yeah, don't let anyone else be fat for you. Yeah. Um, this last one, <laughs> Emily has. I'm sorry, I just dropped my water and now I can't open it for the next like century. Yep, sorry, you're stuck. You're just gonna be thirsty. It's gonna be a geyser of cherry lime water. (laughs) Oh god. (laughs) Alright, so Emily 
suffers from hebristophilia. The fuck is that? <laughs> Extreme attraction to people who have committed crimes or atrocities. I do not! <laughs> I don't know. You have such a weird obsession with serial killers. Okay. I am semi-convinced that you have hebristophilia. Okay, so Ted Bundy was hot, but Ted Bundy was also a monster. That's the point. No, I would never hang out with him. I'm not like... No, there are... No, okay, okay, no, I'm, I'm not being defensive about this, but there is a Tumblr community of just these disgusting human beings who, like, glorify these serial killers in mm-hmm. a way. Like, it's like that lady, like, the fangirls who will show up at murder trials and, like, one of them, like, married Richard Ramirez. Yeah. Um, that's never, exactly what it is. I would is. never marry any of them. I mean, Jeffrey Dahmer wasn't that cute, and he was also, like, super gay. Yeah. But this uh, gay had a cape on. <laughs> so it is the extreme sexual attraction to people who have committed crimes or atrocities, specifically intense crimes like rape, robbery, or murder, are the three most intense, like, common atrocities yeah. that these people are attracted to. Um, it doesn't have something to do with, like, knowing that that person is, like, tough and that shit. No, I have a couple of uh, theories, but no one knows why for sure. But uh, Catherine Ramsland, a professor of forensic psychology at DeSales University, talked about a few reasons that people might have this. Some believe that they can change a man as cruel and powerful as a serial killer. So it's almost kind of like a narcissistic thing. Um, Spoiler alert, you can't. No. Not a thing. Others see the little boy that the killer once was and seek to nurture him. Okay, so I might have a little bit of that with Jeffrey Dahmer, but... Yeah, because a lot of it is, like, if someone would have intervened earlier in their life, they probably wouldn't have ended up doing well, yeah, what no, they did. Especially, well, Ted Bundy was always going to be a murderer, and Richard Ramirez didn't have a chance, but, like, I feel like if someone had caught Jeffrey Dahmer earlier, like, this yeah. wouldn't have happened. Yeah. So I think a lot of people kind of want to give them what they missed out in childhood in order, I guess, to change them. Yeah, I mean, you can't go back to the past. Like, that's just not a thing. They will always have done what they did. Yeah, you can't negate that. Yeah. A few hope to share in the media spotlight or get a book or movie deal. That girl was going to marry Charles Manson. Mm -hmm. Um, Then there's the notion of the perfect boyfriend. She knows where he is at all times. She knows he's thinking about her. While she can claim that someone loves her and she does not have to endure the day-to-day issues involved in most relationships. Honestly, that sounds very nice. No laundry, no cooking, no accountability to him. She can keep the the fantasy charged up for a really long time. You can also just date someone online. Yeah. But basically, it's like the perfect boyfriend. And I, when I first Um, read that, I was like... I tend to prefer my boyfriends not to have, you know, murdered murdered anybody. Yeah. So those are all the, all the, you know... Ones I really went into detail on, but I also made a list of some other interesting ones that we're not going to really get into, but I will... Rapid fire. Rapid fire them. All right. Alien hand syndrome, (gasps) where one hand acts on its own. You mean like it just involuntarily... Yes. Like just stop hitting yourself kind of thing? It's like a... Yeah, but it's actually like a neurological problem, not even just like a psychological, but like full-on neurological where like the two hemispheres of your brain don't work together. Shit. And so, like, one hand is controlled by, like, the I want to fold things and make them nice. The other one's like, what's paint? <laughs> and whichever one you have conscious control of is most likely the side of your brain that you generally think with. Okay. So creative people will generally have more control over their painting hand, and then they'll have another hand that's always, like, trying to calm them down and, like, make sure their shirt's buttoned up to the top and, like... Weird. Well, what, the other hand will, like, unbutton it. I have videos yeah. to look up. Yeah. 
Um, they did an episode of House um, on a guy that had it, and I thought that was a really good depiction of it. Really? Mm-hmm. I've never watched a full episode of House, because one hand liked his girlfriend and the other one didn't. Like, he would, like, he, consciously, he would, like, stroke her hair and, like, give her a hug, and the other hand would slap her. Yeah, I was picturing something a little sketchier going on with the hand that likes her, but... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Interesting. <laughs> Um, it's also called Dr. Strange Love Syndrome. Huh. <laughs> um, there's something called a Fregoli delusion, which is the belief that everyone around you is actually the same person who just changes outfits or disguises. Well, have you been in a room full of white boys? Basically. But it's actually believing, like, hey, you were dressed up as my mom yesterday, like, and you were my boss at work. Are you following me? That but it's actually like a different fun people. One. Yeah, it's basically you know I I feel like that's really really like thinking to... you have a really really intense stalker. Yeah, yeah. So that's an interesting one. Um, there's bigorexia, which is reverse anorexia, that... and it's a belief that you aren't muscular enough. So you see it a lot in bodybuilders. Yes, it's like a weird urge to you always notice that when they built up the like their neck muscles mm-hmm. and their shoulders it it kind of looks like the shoulders of a tinier man coming out of the body of a big man it does look like that that is a very good way to describe it <laughs> it just looks like he's climbing out so this next one has two names um arctic hysteria is probably the one we would use but that's the my new band name arctic hysteria arctic hysteria yeah um the other one is an inuit word um pip Piblocto, but it's an Inuit-specific disorder that involves depression, screaming, and uncontrolled wild behavior, insensitivity to extreme cold, and coprophagia. Wait, that, that's when you eat poo! That's poop eating. It is seen in dogs and Eskimo women. <laughs> I don't even want to get into those. I think it's like kind of like a exposure delusions like kind of drives you crazy because you've been out in this like cold well yeah i mean sensitivity to cold weather is not a good thing to have when you're an inuit no it's insensitivity to cold weather oh they'll go out in snow naked i mean i mean and then eat their own poop and then yell and scream and flail i mean that just sounds like a really good like health retreat yeah that's good stuff um, androphobia is the fear of men, usually because of trauma at an early age. So if you are molested, you will actually be very, like, afraid of men in general. Can't uh, talk to them, can't look at them. Yeah, that... That one's actually fairly common, We actually. know how I feel about that. <sighs> Trichotillomania is the compulsion to pull hair out of your scalp, eyelashes, beard, nose, pubic area, eyebrows, etc. Like, just a, like, it's yeah. like a stress tick, almost. Like, pulling um, your hair out because you're literally, stressed. Yeah, literally pulling your hair out. This is literally, yeah, pulling your hair out because you're stressed. Um, and the last one is my favorite name of all of these. It's called Jumping Frenchman of Maine. That's the name of the There's disorder. There's not even, like, a disorder at the no, end of it? No, it's, it's just, just Jumping Frenchman of Maine. It's like, what do you have? Um, I have... It's an exaggerated reaction to, like, a surprise. I think you might have this one, too, actually. Shut up. But it's, um, like, if someone surprises you and you know you naturally kind of go, like, oh, okay, and you jump. Okay, I am very jumpy. This is a very exaggerated version of that where you will, um, like, actually, like, bounce. 
like you kind of like repeat the same reaction over and over again like you get into like a cycle and you'll repeat the same word so like you'll jump up and down and you'll flail and you'll go whoa 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 or you'll repeat um, something like you basically you have your surprise reaction may, and you repeat it maybe recall an episode of spongebob that is very near and dear to my heart hmm. the hash slinging slasher oh yeah episode um i can't remember what the actual name is when spongebob starts screaming yeah constantly like his eyes are screaming yeah yeah exactly <laughs> so like you have to like slap someone to no to... they'll they'll come out of it they'll come a minute, out of it but it's not just like you know it takes a minute to come out of it but it's uh the reason it's called that is because it was found specifically among canadian lumberjacks jumping frenchmen in maine they were french canadian lumberjacks jumping Frenchman of Maine. I, I, I need to see. I need to see someone sneak up on a lumberjack and just I, have him shriek. I saw a video of someone online who has it, and they were like taking out the trash for someone, and someone came up to surprise them, or like they had like a bag of like something moldy, and they were like Wah! at them, and they just like they just like started to kind of jump, almost like in a Tourette style. They think it might be related to Tourette. Um. So just to clarify, I do not have that. I'm pretty sure she does. That's a lie. So scare Emily I'm if just, you ever meet I'm her. Just very jumpy. Yeah. Scare her if you ever see her. Um, they also think it might just be genetic because it's a very, very rare disorder and it occurred in that group so much Mm -hmm. that it might be some sort of, like, genetic thing or, like, a cultural thing. Like, it passes down. I do have French-Canadian ancestors. See? You got jumping (laughs) Frenchman of Maine. That's all I have. I mean, not in the house. I do not keep my jumping Frenchman of Maine in the house. (laughs) Um, so is that all we have for That's all we mental got. illnesses? All right. Good. Um, if you have a mental illness. Mm, no, if you have an obscure, interesting one we would like to hear about, don't call us with your depression. We are not the hotline. Uh, we can hook you up with some hotlines if that is We probably should link some hotlines when we post this. Yes. Um, um. No, if you want to tell us about a mental illness that you have, it's it's never not going to sound sketch. Yeah. Um, um, we're on Twitter at Afternoonified. <laughs> <laughs> on Instagram, Instagram at Afternoon Fied. Facebook at Facebook.com slash Get Afternoon Fied. Our website is www.getafternoonfied.com where you can like and subscribe and listen to past episodes and get in contact with us and see our lovely faces. And donate and donate and donate. Donate. Yes. Because our hosting fees are coming up and we need help. Yes. Um, it, it just means that we can keep our website looking nice and accessible mm-hmm. and, and pretty. Um, what else? Oh, um, if you're listening to this on iTunes, please, 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 please subscribe, um, and rate us. That is how other people find us. Yeah. Um, we're on Stitcher. SoundCloud. Uh, anywhere you are, we are. Yes. All and, right. um, until next time. Bye! bye.